there's there's something that has to be done, and I'm gonna make sure it gets done. <laughs> this is Mental Platypus. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. What we gotta do? Or Introduce what you the show. <laughs> we had our 50th episode post. We did not introduce the show. We just started talking and went all the way to the end. Okay. I mean, now we're at 51, so I guess we start introducing the show. We're, we're, the next 10 are going to be right. Yeah, no. <laughs> the level of professionalism is just going to be through the roof. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> we got to be professional if we're going to start getting Squarespace. Squarespace. And your yeah. uh, MeUndies. <laughs> yeah, or their, their their generic equivalent. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get squirt space and your undies. <laughs> I don't think I like the first one. <laughs> it wasn't until after I said it that. Uh, yeah, I don't like, think I like that hmm. one at all. Well, I mean, it, it's the. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy. Hey, everybody needs love, man. That's true. <laughs> But like that, the name. I'm not going to kink shame. You're no, no, and you should. But like that name combined with your undies. <laughs> like, dude, like, what's? <sighs> oh boy. Uh, well, again, this is mental platypus. <laughs> you can find us online uh, at mental underscore platypus on Instagram. Not really. Neither one of us posts their Twitter. Not really. I mean, there are days like I I think I need to sign back in again now. It's like off my... I'm too busy doing social media for my for like a job now. Yeah. I'm, I'm posting on the on the Twitter feed occasionally. Um, and uh, but you're you're posting regularly at Jason E. Kyle K. E. I. L. Yeah. On Instagram. Right? Post about my kids. And the stupid shit they say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and... Uh, I, I heard that was the follow-up to kids say the darnest things. <laughs> Stu- <laughs> stupid shit kids say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. uh, and uh, you're at LTD underscore engagement. Uh, drive the underscore like it's hot for the Instas, though. Yeah, though really I'm active on neither. Though uh, it's really just a uh, archive, really. Um, yeah, when you used to be more social. Uh, yes, exactly. I have I have only become, well, so, so, of course it's apparently a good day to pick up trash on Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, I mean it's a busy day here at the Who Wall Studios. In, indeed. Yes. Here in beautiful North Central Phoenix. <laughs> Anyhow, North Central is that what this is? I think we're technically uptown, but uptown. Uptown sounds sounds cooler. <laughs> Jared Duran, Jared Duran in the Uptown Two. <laughs> That's you and Susu. <laughs> um, Gosh, and and I gotta say, Susu's getting a lot better at the drums. <laughs> she she she's on she 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 comes in on meow. <laughs> She is perfect. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we've just been canceled. <laughs> like Somebody has canceled the show. We're not even on a network, but we've been canceled. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, we did 50 episodes. We didn't really, uh, we didn't mark it. I mean, technically, yeah, it's, been, it's been 52, but 
I didn't count the the uh, COVID break. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, fifty, fifty. Wow, we're middle age. Technically, I believe we both are. Anyway, yes, due to life expectancy. Yeah, that's where I am at now. Me, you, and the podcast. <laughs> Considering how you know our, our our posting schedule, it's 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 going to be nearly a year before we get to a hundred. So. Yeah. No, even longer. Two years. Yeah, that's right. Because we only post every other week. Yeah. But you know what you can do if you're starved for more of us is join our Patreon for five bucks a month where you get two, count them, two extra bonus pods per month. And they're getting, you know, decent length. I think our last couple have been about an hour. So yeah, they've actually like, been longer than the, than the, than the other ones. So uh, you're definitely getting what you pay for. Exactly. So there you go. If more you of more us. Of, <laughs> don't say it that way. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're back into the HCU, the Hall of Center Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We are watch. we watched, uh, not at the same time, obviously, in our respective houses. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Land of Steady Habits. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a return to, um, the, I don't the upper class dramedy. Uh, that uh, House Center has made her name that for. That she's so well known for. It's yeah. it's her, is so far at least, it's the only film that she's been involved in that has not had a theatrical release. It went straight to Netflix. Yep. It, it did premiere at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival almost uh, four years ago to the date. It's We're recording this on September 10th. It premiered September 12th. Of 2018. Wow. So we're celebrating the, f- the four-year anniversary of this. Indeed. And it's a, I think it's this is the second one that's based on a book. Uh, yes. It's the first one based on a book that, that she She's, also directed. And it's also the... I'm sure you're getting to this, but it's also the first one where a male... As the central character, I was going to bring that up. I was like, I, I think this is her only male centric, um, her only male centric, uh, film. And she picked a hell of a male to. Yes, Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. who is probably the most Hall of Center male that you could get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe. Him and Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I so I thought because there's no box office for this for context, I thought it might be interesting to see what else came what, out that week. Well, I mean, Netflix. no, what what else? Rather, what else was at TIFF mm. that year? Uh, it's an interesting. You've got Beautiful Boy, um, which I don't think I've seen. Is that? Oh yeah, that's the Steve Carell. It's the adaptation of that uh, of the David Chef book. Oh, God, uh, I've completely forgotten about that. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. There's Everybody Knows, which I have also not seen. It's a Javier Bardem, Penelope Cruz, uh, directed by Ashgar Farhadi. So, oh, I know who that director is. Uh, you've got First Man. 
Oh, that's a good the one. Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy. I haven't seen that one. That one's good. That one's really good. That is um that is a movie that you can justify it's a movie that um needs to be seen on the biggest screen possible. Oh really? Yeah, because it really does really cool things with aspect ratios. Oh, okay. Um he really um uh I forget the director. Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle really goes somewhere, like really plays with aspect ratios and um what I really dig about is just it's this character study of Neil Armstrong and how in landing on the moon. It's, oh, okay. Um, I really and Gosling is he's a, good in it. Amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know how that one just went by me. I I didn't hear anything about that at all. It didn't like it. Literally got maybe like two three weeks in theaters and then it was gone. Well, it, it seems to have done pretty well uh the box office for it was 105 million oh well, probably that, that worldwide might be worldwide yeah yeah it, i think it flopped here interesting so it must have made its money back other uh, in france yeah total worldwide uh did 60.7 overseas basically yeah uh, did 44 almost 45 million domestic oh uh, man i really like that movie huh i'll have to check it out i'll have to see where i can find it uh, Green Book, oh, which God. I've still not seen. <laughs> it, if it were made in, 19, in 1989, it would. Well, I mean, like, driving Miss Daisy, right? Yeah, it would have been fine. But it's, you know, tw- what we're in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it surprises me that someone well, like Mahershala thing- Ali, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, sorry if you're listening. I mean, you know he's an avid fan. He asks us all the time. Yeah, he does. Um, because of how much I love Moonlight, which I do. Um, I'm surprised he uh, agreed to be in that movie. And uh, it won the People's Choice Award at at uh, at TIFF. It's just it's fine. Like it's I, I not to spoil the ending for you. I don't care. I have no intention of seeing it. But the whole point, like the whole movie is like the weird thing about that movie is that at the end of the movie, Viggo Mortensen's character is still racist. (laughs) He just, he, he just like, you know, he just realizes that Mahershala Ali is, you know, not a bad dude. (sighs) So, okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's the worst. I still hate, I still hate people of color. I'm sure he says it much. But this one's okay. Uh, yeah. <sighs> this one's all right. Um, there's The Hate You Give. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Hidden Man. Hidden uh, Man? Hidden Man, which is a Chinese action okay. comedy, it says. Uh, Claire Claire Denise, uh High Life. I know that one. Uh, that's I have not seen that one. I'm so far noticing that I have not seen... Uh, Perhaps any of, yeah, I've not seen any of the films on this list besides wow. uh, the Land of Steady Habits. Um, wow, and you think that of the two of uh, the two that you've, uh, the only two that I've probably seen on that list is Green Book, which is bad, mm-hmm. and First Man, which is really good. 
But I, you know, I would have liked to have seen High Life. I would probably like, to, you know, like all these other ones. But yeah, High, High Life seems like High Life and First Man of them are the ones that I will take a look at. There's um, Husband Material, which is an Indian uh, romantic comedy. Maybe 2018 just wasn't a good year for film. Jeremiah, oh, J.T. Leroy, the the Kristen Stewart, Laura Dern. Oh. Yeah, I uh, didn't see that either. Uh, let's see. What else? The Kindergarten Teacher, Sarah Colangelo. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, that um, one's supposed to be good. I, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Obviously, because I said I, I haven't. Uh, there's The Lie by Vina Sood, a uh, psychological horror film. You know what I'm realizing? is half of these, like The Kindergarten Teacher, went to Netflix. Mm. And I think a lot of these other ones, uh, well, I mean, High Life did. That one got a theatrical release. But, um, like, a lot of these went to Netflix, so you could see, like, the... Um, I think streaming was, they're trying to get some uh, stuff going here with mm. that. And that's probably why I never saw any of these. Life itself. Haven't seen it. That went to Amazon. Did it? Yeah. Okay. It had some theatrical release, though. It had it box did, office. Anyway. And because it was... Um, Oscar Isaac and... It was from the people who do the show This Is Us. Oh, gotcha. Dan Fogelman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Outlaw King, never heard of that one. Uh, also Netflix, though. You're yeah. absolutely right. Chris Pine in this one. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one, too. Uh, this is interesting. Yeah, Private War. Yeah. Never heard of it. See, this is like one of the movies, like, uh, this is... A- this is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, well, Rosamund Pike is in this one. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Public, which is... Uh, directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh, that's the one in the library. Yeah, I haven't seen this one either. <laughs> haven't that seen one it. didn't get a big release. No, I, I have heard of it though. It doesn't look like it, like it did at all. But um, but written and directed by Emilio Estevez. It's got a decent cast. Got uh, well, outside of Alec Baldwin, who's <laughs> <laughs> become somewhat of a monster. Uh, well, arguably. People would say he probably always has been. But I'm sure Kim Basinger would say he's always been one. Yeah. Uh, but also got Jenna Malone, Taylor Schilling, Christian Slater. But uh, Gabrielle Union. So this is like a turning Jeffrey point. Right. It is kind of, it, it is because it sounds like um, outside of the, uh, oh, you know, the international films, Shadow is another one, Chinese film. 2018 film but you and uh, i had never heard of this a star is born is like the biggest oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, which i still haven't seen oh that one's a good one star is born uh so green book and a star is born i think well and first man did get wide theatrical release yeah um but you look at like but a, a large chunk of these uh what they had it has hillary slank michael shannon Oh, I that was that only reason. Also, why I, Netflix, I think. No, uh, what they had um, got a short theatrical release. I only yes. know that because um, the Peoria Film Festival had started. 
And, uh, As in Peoria, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. And that was their big premiere. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, you've got... And that was their big get. Steve McQueen's Widows. Well. Oh, that's... I want to see that one. so badly. Yeah, that one I want to see. Uh, I've heard that's excellent. Hmm. So there's a handful that got wide theatrical release, but a, the good, a good chunk of these, it looks like, went straight to streaming. But you look at, like... Obviously, do you, do you know anything... Like, because TIFF is been like the last week like i know more what's happening like at tiff this year than i did four years ago you and i had never even heard of this movie until we took like a deep dive into yeah like like a nicole hollister movie is like like a reason for celebration yeah and like i've known like you and I knew about friends with money. You and I knew about please give yeah. before we watched them. And you and I definitely knew about enough said, um, but like I never heard of this one until we decided that we were going to check out the HCU. Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder how many numbers it's got. Like, like I, I, and you can see here. Well, and so th- that was the gala presentation, though. So those were those were like the big ones that were presented. Then. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Some of the, I I have seen some of the ones that were just special presentations. Uh, for instance, the old man and the gun was there. Okay. Uh, which I've seen and, and thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Vox Lux was there, which I haven't seen. <laughs> Nellie Portman. <laughs> uh, to go back to an earlier conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just, there's there's some there's some there's definitely some stuff in the list following. Mid nineties was there. Um, oh yeah, Jordan Hill. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. So you know, there's it's definitely definitely but, stuff there, but. You can see, like, it's the, like, if you want to feel like how prestige, like, how desperate uh, Netflix and Amazon were for prestige, Mm -hmm. like, you just take a look at that list and you see how many of those movies went to streaming. Right. And how many of them never probably got the audience they probably deserved. Right. Or a chance. Yeah, which is kind of sad. I mean, this is, this is one. I, I liked this one a lot. This I, I think we differed slightly on our, uh, and I don't mean Chris. Um, uh, 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 uh. Yep, squeeze, squeeze jokes. jokes. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we differed slightly on our ratings. This is this was not. I don't think this was was as good as enough said. Oh no, no, um, definitely not. So so far, I have definitely appreciated her original scripts more than her adaptations mm-hmm. but of the two adaptations so far this is my favorite i know oh, yeah that, well that's the, the bar's low right oh yeah because the other one was so terrible but also isn't the next one we're gonna watch wasn't that also an adaptation i believe so uh the please forgive me yeah i think that's what it is mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm pretty sure that's an adaptation as well so i wonder and isn't the the duel, the last, the last duel, duel the last is, duel an is an adaptation as well. as well. So, and it's one that she got brought on board by Affleck and Damon specifically to write the female perspective. Yes, uh, which we'll get into more when we talk about that one. But so she 
her next her next film i believe is another original script the one that's that's uh gonna have julia louis dreyfus in it yeah so yeah i believe that that one's that one's another original script so that'll be her first original scripted film since since enough said then yeah i think so interesting yeah hmm and yeah, I, 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 from what I have read about this movie, a lot maybe of what I found problematic with this movie, the things that I probably didn't enjoy about it, well, do are you, the fault of the are, are because this is such a very closely closely hues to. To, to the book? To the source material. So, which is by Ted Thompson. I haven't read the book. It, it did make me curious to read the book, though, to see what, if there if there could be any greater insight given to, to the characters. Uh, so, I mean, let's, let's do just like a, a quick plot summary, because it's, it's fairly basic as mm. far as that goes. It's... You know, man has midlife crisis, quits his job, leaves his wife, yep. decides he's going to retire, live live the life, uh, be, you know, become a late... Uh, <laughs> uh, become know. a himbo. Yeah, yep. Uh, which we'll, we'll definitely get into into that because uh, the, I think there's actually some some interesting things there and it's, it's really well portrayed by Mendelssohn. Who just I, does the man do any wrong? I don't know if Ben Mendelsohn has has been bad, even if the film he's in is not great. I don't yeah, yeah. think he's been bad. No, he's usually the highlight of every movie I see him in. Yeah, I mean certainly, I, I I liked Captain Marvel, but his his performance in that was definitely a highlight. Yeah, yeah. Is is he the best actor that has? Uh, Rogue One, by the way, we need to mention. Oh that. yeah, yes. And I wonder if he'll be in the Andor or hmm. TV TV series. Well, interesting. I he is he the best actor that has a a, a sort of speech uh, impediment. He doesn't have a speech impediment. He's Australian. He's Australian, but no, he still has. There's something the way he talks. I don't know if it's the structure of his mouth or his teeth or something, but there's he has. I think it's just because he's Australian. And he's trying to speak American. Hmm. I'm so. not sure. I'm not sure that that's the case. I don't know that I've seen... I'm trying to think if I've seen a film where he just does his his natural accent. Um, check out Animal Kingdom. Not, I, need, I do need to see that. I've heard that one's yeah. quite excellent. Because not only do you have... I think he's in that and uh, Jackie Weaver. Right? Jackie Weaver's in Jackie that movie. Weaver. She's the mom oh, in yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I did know that, but I think there's an Edgerton in there too. Yo, there's an, yeah, there's an Edgerton. In it. I think Joel. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, so he, but he's he's somebody who's finding that it's not reaping the rewards that he thought it would. Uh, he's he's kind of viewed as as a fuck up by all of his uh, his middle class, uh, you know, upper middle class compatriots. Uh, you just know kind of vaguely that he worked in finance. And you've got his ex-wife portrayed by the incredible Edie Falco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got his his kind of estranged son, who is also not getting a great start to life. Has graduated college and moved back in with mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's 
you so you've got all you know, all of that and uh he sort of befriends the who it took me a moment to 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 um to uh pinpoint who, where I, what I knew him from but the guy who plays the boy who dies spoiler this but if hopefully if you're listening to this you've already seen the film yeah the boy who dies he's uh one of the kids in Ozark oh what's funny is I had to look him up because I thought he was one of the he was the kid in um Stranger Things I I initially thought that too a lot of those a lot of them look very similar <laughs> but no he's he's he's, he's doesn't that just make me sound very old? Yeah, all these kids today, they look the same. <laughs> Easy, Rabbi. <laughs> anyway, he's he's pretty good in this as well. Uh, but he, you know, so Ben Mendelsohn is he's trying to kind of be this free spirited. You know, pot Him, smoking. Himbo. Yeah, and it's not going well for him. Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, it it kind of has a sweet-ish ending. You know, he 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 ends up actually developing a relationship with with Connie Britton, who it was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's there's. It's there's other than that kind of loose plot. It's just, it's just kind of cringeworthy things that happen to people. Yeah. Well, there's there's a scene in the movie that I think defines his character uh, the most, and I'm sure we were going to get to it, but I'm just going to jump ahead a sure. little bit. But he, um, after like a couple of dates, he finally. You know, uh, him and Kanye Brain decide to get intimate. <laughs> I like that was that was that was admirable restraint, sir, because you made a, a motion with your hands that uh, that was definitely in the parlance of our of of uh, you know the, the you know very I, crude uh, you know I, I, like I, banging sort of uh, you know they yeah 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 I, and I, and but you vocalized it as something uh, less uh, less crass let's say yeah yeah thanks thanks for ruining I, my uh, you know, I thought I should draw attention to that no you didn't have to. No, I didn't have to, but you I thought could have I should. Let, you could have let the listeners believe that I, I was... <laughs> that you're classy? Yeah, I'm, I am a classy dude. Um, but, you know, whatever. They fucked, okay? <laughs> they banged. They knocked the boots. They anyway. did the dirty. <laughs> they put the hot dog in the donut. <laughs> anyway. Yo, ee ee Okay, so now that we're done doing American Pie, <laughs> um, so they're okay. So they've they've been intimate, but you know they. I have I, to I know what I know what you're what you're wanting to talk about, and I do I do want to get there, but I I want to bring up the pattern in this because he his. By the time he, before he gets to to Connie Britton, he's had a, we've seen a couple of other encounters. They all begin under the auspices of he needs to get something for his apartment, air quotes. Yeah. And uh, and and then he's he you know 
charm some lady out of their pants and and he he is uh, as they say in there and something along the way he's he's got this psychological block that is causing him to uh be impotent yes uh because i don't think throughout the entire film that we actually see him uh what come to fruition <laughs> Well, then, then it's not the kind of movie that we're hoping for, you know. Then it's not, you know, and not a classy movie. But um, anyway, that's <laughs> right. No, no, no. I, I, what I'm just saying. So he, but he, he is, at, you know, he's obviously getting frustrated by his inability to perform. Edie Falco does allude to the fact that they had a great sex life, and that's not the reason for why they broke up. So. He obviously takes a you know some pride in his performance as a lover and in his journey, let's say, uh, you know post uh, post you know divorce. Right, I was gonna say like post the American Dream kind of thing, the white picket fence, you know, uh, all that kind of business. As as he leaves that that uh, that all behind, he and he thinks that this is going to free him. He finds himself actually. Uh, unable to to reap, like I said, reap any of the benefits of that. He he tries to sleep around, but can't get through the, his mental blocks. He yeah. tries to have a good time and be a fun dude and mm-hmm. smoke pot and and as he as he retracts mm-hmm. uh, both physically and emotionally, yes, uh, from Kanye Brin. Um, he sees this like self help book. Well, and he sees it. Th- that's that's also apparent because he does notice the one on the bedside yeah. table of the first woman, and then when he's sleep, I don't remember if there's one on the table uh, of the nightstand for the the second woman or not. But I love how how with the second woman, and she's where it's it's just and and this is again one of the highlights of Hall of Center's writing in that. Um, the, the woman saying that I don't think you're in anymore. And then him, him lying back and being like, it's, it's, it's not you. And she's, and her saying, I didn't think it was. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> fantastic writing. Yeah. But so with Connie Britton though, it's, it's the breaking point. He, again, he again is with her. And you can tell that, to me anyway, you can tell the difference. There's been more of a of a courtship anyway. It seems like he really likes her quite a bit. Yeah. And and he's you know he's so this is to me this is the point at which he's having the the kind of bright point of his post marital dating life, uh, in that he's found somebody he connects with. That he likes her for you know other reasons other than just trying to have casual sex uh-huh. and so when they do and he can't finish he it's like the he, he just like snaps and he yeah. uh, uh, to your point that you were going to discuss the point that i'm going to discuss is that he sees the self up book he starts to mock it and she replies so succinctly you're a jerk yeah and that's like that is his character he is a jerk and he he owns it in that moment too. I mean, yep. to his credit, he's like, I, "I'm an asshole." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I that I think that's like a defining moment in the movie. Like, not only for his character, but it's kind of where. Well, it's it, it's not where things maybe start to turn around for him, but 
It's well, I I do think though that it's the breaking of a pattern at that point, mm-hmm. because he's he's, you know, honestly, I I don't. And this is again uh, what I think is great about Hall of Center's writing, and I don't know if it's there in the book or not because I haven't read it. I, w- I would hope and assume that it is. But if somebody, you know, if if your if your life after you've made this big decision, if your life is essentially just hearing people tell you what an awful human being you are and what a failure you are and what a disappointment you are, then you you know you you a you get tired of hearing it and and two you just you build up this kind of shell where you're like no it's not me it's everybody else people don't get me they don't understand what i'm doing here what i'm trying to the 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 life i'm trying to lead now this life of leisure basically mm-hmm. in retirement well this is that's or and and the and they also not voiced out loud necessarily but definitely mannerism of they're just jealous they wish they could they would be bold enough to make the decision I've made. Well, in, in the date that precedes this uh, intimate scene, mm-hmm. he's talking about like the what? fucking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, there's something that every time you try to make it classy makes me want to just drag it right back down. <laughs> Dude, what are you? Are you in college? <laughs> Come on. They go to the bone zone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I have to apologize. I'm sorry. There's It is. It's just a, it's a reaction. It's a gut reaction I'm having today to you trying to be classy and me just wanting none of it. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah, please continue. If you let me. <laughs> um, anyway. Inter- no, I'm just kidding. No, and, you, and you're kind of touching it, touching it, but there's... He, she asks him why her why him and his wife Edie Falco broke up and he starts talking about like this house remodel. Yes. And they did all this thing. It took like, it seemed like what years, right? Right. And then like, and then there was like one one more more thing, thing. the food warmer, the food warmer. And it's a great conversation. Yeah. And I, and where she says, I have one of those. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, as someone who, you know, I think every male, including, well, not every male, but certain, a male of certain of a certain type, including, and I, I feel I fall into this. This is kind of where, like, it hit home, like, this got a little too real for me, where men feel like they have to, fix things and make things happy Hmm. and they go through all this and he thinks this is it everybody's gonna be happy now yeah the remodel's done she's gotten everything she wanted and and he thinks like everybody got what they wanted yeah but they didn't it's never gonna be enough it's never gonna be enough and like that's where he snaps yeah and like there were um no i i i got that i i definitely i mean and i felt that way like and it's not like um and I, I felt that way plenty of times. It's like no matter what you do, you can't make someone happy. And it's but the thing is, he has to realize it's not his job; it's the other people. Right? Yeah. No, I I I would agree with that. I 
So I think he finally has to real. I think, I think what that scene says about him, like I'm trying so hard to make these people happy so mm-hmm. I can be happy. But right, and realize, that actually I, ends up being this mental block where he yeah. can't because of. Yeah, I mean that's essentially it's manifesting in the form of of. It's sex. manifesting as dick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> I can be crew too, man. I know. <laughs> anyway, it's... Yes, what I, I think it's interesting. I think we have to draw a parallel too uh, with uh, Friends with Money. Because it's not, it's like the aftermath of, it seems to me anyway, like the aftermath of the, of the, uh, Catherine Keener and, uh, Jason Isaac. Yeah. Uh, their, their relationship, cause they were going through that remodel and the, and like him, I think the Jason Isaac character was even more of an asshole. Oh yeah. But, but he realized that, but she realized that in searching for trying to make him happy with this remodel, She's making the entire neighborhood unhappy by blocking their view. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's again. I think that he didn't give a shit about the remodel. That it was something that she had decided she wanted to have a second story on the house. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, and it's weird. It's it's sort of like this is this movie sort of like her attempt to see like view things from Jason Isaac's character and make him a little, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that Mendelssohn's character is inherently more, um, sympathetic. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so. And that's, I mean, that's not, that's no knock against Jason Isaac either. I think Jason, he, I think he's actually a really great actor, but, uh, but the, the characterization, and of course there's more focus on Mendelssohn's character, uh, than there was on, you know, he, Mendelssohn's character is given more time to, to evolve and 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 a time to, you know, I, I don't know for his character to to show. Uh, I so I I don't know if you had come to this a similar conclusion at all, but to me this felt very much like when like. I, I thought uh, like uh, like a sequel to the Ice Storm. I think is how I put it. Oh but, yeah, but that type of movie where we we see a lot of people in marriages that are obviously making bad decisions, that are sleeping around on each other. That it's it's again this kind of upper middle class white suburban kind of I, I, ideal um, that it, the veneer is cracking on, and it feels like this is the one where there's just no fucking veneer. It full on cracked. And that's where you're starting from. It's, yeah, and you don't realize that in some points until the end, but you feel like um, this is the ice storm, had, you know, maybe for the 2010s as written by maybe a Woody Allen type character instead of Ang Lee. Yes. Whereas yeah. Ang Lee is elegant. Uh, this is more full of humor and. Right. I mean, I think there was a lot of humor in the Ice Storm. I liked the Ice Storm quite oh, yeah. a bit, and that's it's been that's, a while since I've watched it. James Seamus, I believe, uh, yeah. coming through in that. But I, I just, I, I think, it, I don't think we see this 
very often and or but maybe i'm not parallels. looking for it hard enough but yeah i i feel like that this is this is the sort of like okay it this is we're going to start from the point where it's it's already fallen to shit yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna explore what happens afterwards as a consequence and you know i i think too that it's that it's an interesting thing for her to explore with Edie Falco's character, who who I would love to have seen more of, to be honest. Yeah. But the fact that the next man that she gets involved with, and that sh- that she so quickly cohabitates again, is essentially you know it's it's somebody her husband used to work with. It's he's uh, obviously he's of the same age, the same profession. She's she how she has gotten used to that kind of security. And can't wait to get back to it. Well, then the fact that, as revealed in the end, she has been familiar with him for yeah, exactly a few years. Yes, yes. There's there's that as well. There's that aspect as well. Which, um, so I mean, she had been, and and to then also think that 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 was probably going on while the remodel was happening. That you know all of that kind of business where they were already. Um, you know where she found the food warmer <laughs> oh boy oh boy come on yeah no <laughs> too much sir too I, much for... <laughs> I stooped to your level again <laughs> and this is what you do yes i'm hurt sir no i'm kidding of course no that's uh i i i i i, I do i do certainly agree with that it, you know um. So I, I think that there there are some scenes that I want to to highlight that we haven't hit yet. Oh, but um, I I do want to also point out. I'm sure you're getting to this too. Is that her um, E. Falco's gentleman gentleman lover, played by Bill Camp, mm-hmm. is in real life married to her best friend, the actress who plays her best friend, uh, Elizabeth uh, Marvel, I think. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, they're married in real life. Are they really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. And Bill Cam's so great. But yeah, I'm this. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yes. Uh, I agree. I well, and you've got. I was looking at the cast of this. You've got Michael Gaston, who's also great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Gaston's the dad, right? Yeah. Uh, another dad. Yeah. Yep. Who smokes the cigars? Who <laughs> smokes the cigars? And which you don't know. You, you realize exactly why that has uh, that has been. Uh, you know, highlighted so much when he, he he burns Ben Mendelsohn in the middle of the fucking forehead. I know it's like it's, I, I the irony of that, the humor and the irony in that is yes. Uh, anyway, what are some other scenes you wanted to touch on? Today? Well, I mean, that was definitely one of them. The uh, the 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 cigar in the forehead scene after, um, and this is after in the beginning of the movie. He says like I. Oh, how he hates the how he hates the, the smell cigars, of it, and yes, makes his face want to melt off. And. Yes, yeah. Uh, the i the i the scene in the boat where they're smoking again. Yeah, yeah. The 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 boat on land in like some shipyard or something. Mm-hmm. Um, With the, the turtle. Yes, I I think. There's a great scene in there that is, I think it's great for how disappointing it is when the kid 
the you know, the it's, 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 it's the yeah. druggy son. Yes, uh, Thomas Mann. I think no, not the druggy son. Thomas Mann. The uh, he's the he's the kid of Ben and Edie, yeah. where he takes the gigantic champagne bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. And he looks at potentially actually like drinking from it. And instead of that, takes it down to the train tracks and sets it on the train tracks and watches. Like, he gets so excited he's going to see the train smash the bottle and then it smashes. And he's like, ah, that was just kind of disappointing. Yeah, like everything. Like life, like yes. Life. <laughs> and then then to find... And, and then he finds the, the, the son dead. Yeah. yeah. The other son dead. Um, Which, here's what... I guess this is my problem with the movie. I I, I don't know if it's... Well, there's a few... There's another scene in the movie where he's talking to his friend um, in the bar, mm-hmm. uh, played by... Um, he's in uh, Please Give. Um, I, I forget the actor's name, but he's in Please Give. Mm-hmm. Um Josh Pice, or yes. Pace. Yeah. Um, he's talking about the web, like webs. And yes. And how when he disappears, they'll, the webs will reform. And again, right. it's like another one of the scenes that just kind of like hits home. Like, I, I just been thinking about that like a lot about how. Well, I mean, that's a great, that's a great scene in general too, because they're, I mean, they're, they're sitting there in the, in the strip club. Well, this is before the strip club. Well, but, the, I mean, but then yeah. at least they're in the bar first. This is the scene in the bar, and then they're in the strip club, and then that's that's where he meets Connie Britton, who was there on a date. Yeah, uh, and Being she was cool. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Well, and that leads that leads to another scene that I think is is pretty good. That is, he gives the the cabbie his old address. Yeah. And then just decides he's going to go into his old home and like, yeah, and start going through the photo albums and everything. And, and, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to turn it into, basically it's a dick measuring contest. He's like, this is, you know, this is the house I had paid for, which he hasn't paid for in six months. months. And, and, you know, this is my stuff too. And these popsicles taste weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but there's that scene with the web. Yeah, we were talking about how life is like a web, and, mm-hmm. he, and that kind of. I, I forgot where I was going with this shit. Interrupted me, <laughs> and, and which uh, is it's not shocking. I do that all the time. Uh, uh, yeah, but, no. I, the the how essentially all the webs will reform. It doesn't matter whether you're a part yeah. of it or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I. Yeah, I forgot. There was something bigger I was going for there. And I don't know what you were going for, but I, to I me, either. it was it was it was again. It was like all of these things will be. They were there before we were involved. They'll be there after we're gone. That we are not that important in the cosmic scheme of things. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> that's 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 close to it. I didn't I didn't have a ton of notes for this. Oh oh, I remember what I was going. Oh, now I remember. Sorry. So there's the whole son of the other family. Yes. That that plot where it, it starts out with him smoking, not realizing he's smoking PCP. Uh, uh yes. Wilson. Yeah. And it causes the other son 
to overdose or mm-hmm. go to the hospital. Yes. And a relationship starts between the two. Yeah. Uh, where he takes a book where he steals. Where he steals. Yeah. Where he steals. From like, his therapist. Yeah. And a and, uh, book of erotic art. Basically. Yeah. And it sort of starts this relationship. And I, I kept thinking like this relationship would be like the main crux of the movie. But and it's not. there's so many of these other webs going on in the movie. Yeah. Right. That. Um, well, I, I, you don't know exactly where it's going. It almost feels like a misdirect because you think this is going to be, he's going to become a father figure to this kid and he's mm-hmm. going to help this kid out. He, you know, he takes an interest in his graphic novel that he's working on. Uh, he, he, you know, he hangs with the kid, but it turns out that this is, you know, that no, nobody is saved. Yeah. Uh, and he actually feels partially responsible, you mm-hmm. know, and of course... His his the kid's parents certainly think he's responsible yeah, for not saying something. And that's the thing is like, well, for one, it's like it's sort of like enough said where you realize Julia Louis Dreyfus has a better relationship with his her daughter's friend than you do when she does with her own kid. Right. So well, and, and to, it's sort of like a, a, a retread of that a little bit. But in in that case, it, it felt to me very much like that relationship was forming. Because she needed something to hold on to so that she could let go of her daughter. Uh-huh. She was avoiding dealing with the fact that her daughter was leaving home by, you know, mothering the other kid, basically. And I think he felt that, too, with... With the with the son in this. And same thing with the other family being having interest in his son and right. his own son. Well, so, and I don't know... I'm curious to know if you thought about this even briefly, but the, um, what was her name? Elizabeth Marvel. Yeah. When, when Preston is the name of the, of the Anders' son, when he goes to drop off the alcohol delivery and she's there by herself in her yoga gear or whatever, uh, I thought they were going to bang. Oh Yeah. I okay. did too. All right, so I'm not alone. That's, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. I thought she was trying to. I was conditioned for that. I thought I, <laughs> I don't know if this just means that my mind has been corrupted by pornography or what, but I totally thought that they were about to. Uh, Judging by where this this episode has gone, <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> I thought they were about to go to the bone zone. <laughs> I have a pizza. <laughs> Or uh, what do you think? You can tell what happens from here. What? He fixes, he fixes the cable. The cable. <laughs> Don't be fatuous, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, of course, as I've got the Big Lebowski <laughs> script here on my, my computer. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, that was my immediate thought, was that they were going to, to have sex. And it, I mean, because, again, that, that would have been not just, not just corrupted by pornography, but that would have been in keeping with something like, um, like The Ice Storm or like uh, films like that, that that are... Or even Please Give. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, which I, I... There are a lot of parallels with that in this movie. Right. But I think also for... For me, or actually, even going back to not please give what was the uh crap? What was is it lovely and amazing? Yeah, where where Keener and, and uh, uh Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, 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 yep, yeah, kind of going back to that, yeah. yes. 
but I, I'm like I know like it's I'm I'm with Anders where I'm thinking like he's going to smoke this anyway. Right. He's going to run away anyway. Mm-hmm. He didn't encourage him to do any of these things, but he did anyway. Like he just stopped by. He wanted me to watch his turtle. Yeah. Like that's and that's exactly what happened. He's not hiding anything. No, 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 no. But he he also missed the signs of hey maybe I should have given his parents a heads up because there's there's definitely in Sophie Elizabeth Marvel's character in the way that she you know gives the gives Preston a nice tip and the the photo uh, you know and and uh, you know tells him to to reach out to his mother and all that kind of thing is the exact opposite of what then Anders does with their kid when he yeah. meets up with him. He's like, you know, when he says, he's like, I, I, I should have said something. And they're like, yeah, you should have said something. You should have let us know something. And he didn't, it, he didn't think about it in the moment, the way that, I don't know, that perhaps a better parent would have. Yeah. The, the moment of what if this were my kid? Yeah, I, I I see it now, but like I to re but the fact that they feel like this is a way for them to absolve themselves of responsibility mm-hmm. for what happened to their child, when it's very clear that they don't like they never have taken an interest like and like and what their kids interested in, and mm-hmm. it's because of that he's in you know like that graphic novel is great yeah the Leica and I, I just uh, it's just funny he's like Anders takes an interest he's very interested he wants to do you know do this and yeah I just you know like you, you don't see that from like his own parents and right and I, it really doesn't justify putting out a cigar on top of his forehead no but so uh, the, again though there's there's that there's that piece of Anders trying to be the cool guy though. Yeah. And in some ways, you know, and in ways that he Yeah, I don't know. And it's the slow realization that <laughs> that Anders is not ever going to be the well, cool guy. It's just it's just a, a sort of irresponsibility. Yeah. And I think it's the realization too. Like, there's a realization, a harsh realization, at some point where you realize, I am never going to be the cool guy. I think I'm the cool guy, well, but I'm not the cool guy. No, there, there's, there's this series of scenes that really, I think, underline him coming, you know, close at least to some sort of realization about himself, where he goes home and he starts deflating all of the Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where, yeah, where he feels like he, he where he needs to check into a hotel instead of stay at his own place. Yeah. Um, the the thing where he's trying to to play with the the two girls with the the coffee stuff. Oh yeah. And how their their parents are are um, I forget what the woman says about him. Oh, I bet he never has kids. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. No, I, I I really enjoyed this quite a bit. 
I do think that there it's it's not the best by far. It's it's definitely not as good as as enough said. Definitely not. Which which again, like I was saying earlier, so far has been the high point. But it's a good adaptation. Well, I don't know. I haven't read the book. As as far as her adaptations have gone so far, though, this was this was thoroughly watchable. I enjoyed the acting throughout. I thought Mendelssohn was great. Yeah, it's nice to see him do something. This was, I mean, this was kind of a different thing for him. I felt too, where it was just playing a regular guy. Yeah, he doesn't get to do that very often. So either after makeup or trying to destroy a planet. Yeah, or I mean, or, or he's he's in. Um, I mean, I'm thinking he's you know he's very good at playing the sweaty guy in uh, in uh, Killing Them Softly. Oh, gal, that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. That so movie much. is great. It reminds me, like now that the guy who made uh, Andrew Dominic, the guy who made Killing Them Softly, mm-hmm. is behind uh, Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe oh, movie. Oh, okay. Which uh, uh, seems interesting. <laughs> it has some things going for it. It's got uh, some things going for it. Apparently, it just got a huge standing ovation at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it Venice? Apparently, uh, or not for, Venice. for those who pay attention Toronto. to such things. Uh, yeah, it's gotten the longest standing ovation so far. Right. Yeah, I did see a tweet about that. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Land of Study Habits with? No, I think I think we got to put a, a, a bow on it. So, no, I, I if you if you haven't watched it, I do think it's worth watching. I honestly, I will I will say that I think you'll never look at Bed Bath and Beyond the same way again. <laughs> I, I I mean, well, no, now I'll, I'll look at it as the hot pickup spot. It is. Apparently, <laughs> I just need to be charming over a toothbrush holder. Um, anyway, <laughs> the uh, what was it? Oh well, I mean, I, I feel like it was worth it was worth uh, even you subscribing to net to Netflix. Yeah, Are you gonna, now, now you have uh, now you got a month you can watch Sandman and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I saw a preview for that come up, and I I I like Neil Gaiman. I, I I'm a big fan of his writing, and I saw a preview for that come up, and I'm like, I I don't know if I want to do another fantasy thing. I've I, I feel like I've hit a f- saturation point where I just can't. Like, I have no interest in watching the Lord of the Rings thing, the prequel or whatever the fuck that is. I have no interest in that. I have no interest in the Game of Thrones thing. I, you know, I just, I've, I've, I feel like I've just hit a point where I, I'll, I'll, I'll still probably go see the new Marvel movie when it comes out because, you know, I am a, I don't know, glutton for punishment or something. I, I've seen them all so far, so I feel like I need to keep going. Yeah. And and if you know, and I'll 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 watch some of those shows that come up. I, even though like I I liked Ms. Marvel, it took me forever to get through that because I was just not excited to watch yet another fantasy thing. So that's that's kind of my my stumbling point with with the Sandman at this right now, yeah. which is why I ended up starting Cobra Kai instead of yeah. uh, instead of Sandman. Well, I've watched the first two episodes of Sandman, and it's the first episode's great. Mm-hmm. Second, like, but now, like, we're into it. I'm kind of like, <sighs> okay, like, this is fine. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned Miss Marvel because as we get into recommendations, yeah, it leads right into mine this week because I too am not interested 
I, I am not dying to see Lord of the Rings. I am definitely on fantasy overload, which mm -hmm. is why I am finding She-Hulk, attorney at law, so goddamn refreshing. I yeah, I, I am I'm interested to hear your recommendation with it because I, I am also enjoying it so far. I, I, yeah, I, I don't spoil the most recent episode because I'm I'm one I, behind. I, I won't. Um, I I won't too much. I guess I, I'll do my best. I don't think I will. Um, but um, what um, I feel like I got sick just from what I've seen with memes and everything. I feel like I got I I realized that. Uh, me trying to not recommend that every white dude is recommending mm -hmm. um, uh, with my recommendations. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to necessarily go there, but I feel like I got to with this one simply because I feel like it's getting such a bad rap on, on the interwebs. Which is too bad. I, I yeah. haven't seen much of that, but I, I, I have seen some backlash over it. But again. I think I think people have a point of contention with the um with the twerking with Megan the Stallion, which that's not Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, and I, I enjoyed that too. But I'll 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 tell you what. I agree with you that it's something that is worth recommending. I'm finding it refreshing in the it's it's not necessarily just trying to to blow us away with story or tension or something like mm -hmm. that. It's it's kind of like Marvel's Ally McBeal. Exactly. And it's funny and it is. it's refreshing. I, I agree. And I love the fourth wall breaking. Mm -hmm. And I love how it's making fun of itself. And it yes. definitely does it it definitely does it in the new new latest episode. The only Even the Tim Roth part I thought was great. Yeah, and the, like the fact that like in Tim Roth, you know, with Tim Roth and uh, Abomination, mm -hmm. and, um, how he factors into this, I I thought was great. Um, and just how this is not only being a woman adjusting to a very male dominated profession, but also a superhero. Mm -hmm. Uh, and how the parallels with that, I, I think, are very interesting. It's just, it's, it's funniest. It's funny as heck. And these shows, like, are literally less than a half an hour long. Right, yes. And I never want them to end. Yeah. No, no I agree. It, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't try to be, again, so story-intensive necessarily or so concerned with with maintaining the, the I don't know, whatever universe. It's, 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 it's really nice to just have... I would I would enjoy watching this if it wasn't a Marvel show. Yeah, um, there are some things in this new episode that I think make it relatable. Uh, not, maybe not to me, obviously, because I'm a dude, but mm -hmm. you know, to a lady. Though I think, I think depending on who you talk to, you either love it or hate it. I personally love it. I wish people would give it a chance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know Miss Marvel supposedly has not been the highest rated, highest streamed show. It's. I mean, it's good though. No, I. I actually, I thought uh, I read somewhere that it it had uh, broken some records or something. So, um, but, but. I, as far as like, I, I have found, I have found to be of the shows that have been on Disney Plus so far that are Marvel related. Mm -hmm. I, I find it to be my second favorite. At this point, She Hulk or Ms. Marvel? 
She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Okay. Because yeah. you said Ms. Marvel a second ago. Yeah, so. I did. I did. I, I, so, I, and I like Ms. Marvel. Um, I, I think She-Hulk might be coming in second to Thor. I mean, not Thor, Loki. I, I, I think Loki was probably my favorite. I, well, it goes WandaVision. Uh, I forgot about Loki. Great. Yeah, WandaVision was pretty great. Wanda, yeah. But it's all like, I guess what but I, again, the reason I liked WandaVision was because of... Of the of the way I, I don't know the kind of novelty of it. It was not again. It didn't feel like necessarily it was. It was trying to be so self serious and so you know, quote unquote important well, in the in the scheme of the Marvel. Well, like WandaVision, WandaVision and this mm-hmm. are both so perfectly suited for like the medium, right? Yes, where because they're situation like they both have like their their arcs within the episode but they also have like a longer arc right yes whereas um whereas like loki just i i like loki don't get me wrong but loki is like this it's just a big movie it is you it's one of those like like Obi-Wan, I think, where... Oh, Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi-Wan's where, clearly a movie. Yes, where you the where they cut things, is it feels so arbitrary. It's like, oh, well, we hit our time for the week, so we're going to cut here. This but is if a good you just, place to stop. Yeah, if you just watched them back to back to back to back, it would actually be, I think, more enjoyable if they were to cut it down to something like, you know, two and a half hours or whatever like that. It could very easily be shown as a film. Um and would make more sense too. Though I, I think that 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 was kind of my problem, at least initially, with the Mandalorian as well, is that it took me so long to get into it that by the time I did, when I was watching it in real time, you know, when I went back and watched, when I went back and binged it, I enjoyed it way more than having than watching it from week to week because I thought it took a while to get going. And then, oh, this is just a play, you know, to keep you. Tuning in, tuning yes. in, and subscribing because yeah, no. I, anyway, I'm agree. I think that I, I am liking She-Hulk for the very same reasons, though. Yeah, that um, that the the fact that it is not that that you can't, and it's this, it's it's why I think Strange New Worlds was great too, because it's not telling an arc from beginning to end of a season, uh, even though it it does in a way you still have at least every week it's a new adventure <laughs> yeah um so that's that's why i ended up liking strange new worlds so much but did you hear who's going to be in strange new worlds next season i did not carol kane oh really yes that's awesome Nathan kind of wants to subscribe to Paramount Plus. I want to see how she you know factors what? in apparently now i can watch like showtime shows and stuff on there too yeah you just gotta pay like eight bucks pay oh. eight more bucks Mm-hmm. I'll have to consider that because there's stuff that I want to see that's that's only on Showtime. But um, I think what I think I, you I could have, always add on. I but have got to go through. One. I have got to go through and call some of my streaming things because it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Every time I'm thinking I'm going to cancel Netflix. Cobra Kai or something comes on, and I'm just kind of like, oh god, oh, I gotta do it. See, I would have, I would have been okay if I hadn't, if I hadn't had to, to re up to see this movie. 
I, I would have been fine with not, I, I would have been fine without Netflix is what I'm saying. The way it's going though, it looks like HBO is going to get cut after succession. There's, there's part of me that wants to just drop all of my streaming services and keep Criterion channel and then just watch all of the movies that I have on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I realized, I realized the other day is like, I have all these Criterion movies I've never watched. Like I buy them and I've never, I've never, I bought Hedvig. Oh, the yeah. Angry Inch, like yeah. a few months ago. I've never watched the, the upgrade version that I purchased. So, um, But anyway, um, going back to my recommendation. Yeah, I recommend She-Hulk. I am enjoying the hell out of it. I, I, and for um, comparison, Thursday night, I watched a very disappointing football game. Then I watched, it got really better after I watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then... It got really great after I watched the last, the newest episode of She-Hulk. I'll have to watch that too. It's just, oh, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> then we'll talk about it. All right, my recommendation. Let's you know we'll we'll keep this another short and sweet episode. Uh, I, I I actually really want to recommend Marin's talk with Sharon Van Etten. Okay. That was Thursday's talk. I really enjoyed that quite a bit. I, I think Sharon Van Etten is great. Uh, she's she's become one of my favorite singer songwriters. I realized I haven't listened to Marin in two weeks. There's I was trying to think of who the one before that was. The the one before that was pretty decent too. Um, it was um Al Reddy. Albert Albert Reddy. Okay. Oh, that's oh that oh yeah that one was just batshit because. He is like off his nut. He's just like this old school Jewish producer that like is telling all of these mob stories and like that that was nuts. That was fun. But I, I, I really enjoyed the the Sharon Van Etten story and, and I, I I I there was a lot of stuff that I mean that I kind of knew that she'd gone through in her life, but yeah. not as much as she talked about there. And it was just it was another like really good conversation that he was having and you could tell that it was that he was enjoying having the conversation mm. and so those are some of the best I think and and this one was really good so and I really like her her most recent album too that came out earlier this year um, I'm really bummed that that, that the uh, Wild Hearts tour that she did with uh, with Julian Baker and uh Angel Olsen didn't stop here because I would have loved to have seen that. I think it's coming to New Mexico. Are they going to go out again? No, I think she's part. They're part of a festival. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think her and Angel Olsen are on the. There, I mean, the two of them, the single that they released last year, like I used to. Yeah. That was, I mean, I'm straight up fucking banger, man. I mean, that that <laughs> that song was so good. Yes, yes, it is. I um. God, I haven't listened to Marin in two weeks. It just boggles my mind. So I, I that's. But, but you it, say Al Reddy's batshit. That it's a lot of fun. Like Robert Evans' batshit. I, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I bet you have some choice words about Evans. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you should listen up? to it. Okay. You should listen to it. And 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 I think that it was one where where Marin basically just sat back and let him talk. Because he was just going. I, I I think that he might have had, you know, a question or comment here and there, but it was mostly the Al Ruddy show. Yeah. Did he talk about Khan? 
A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, so you should check that out. But the other, uh, I, I don't think I've ever done this before, but I wanted to recommend a couple of, of games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I haven't played Wordle in forever. Um, I haven't I, played it forever either. I, I got very, I basically once it reset when it was bought by the New York Times and I lost my streak, I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And so, but I was looking for something else and, and I found, uh, I found a couple of games that I actually really like. So there's, there's one, I think I might've mentioned it, it before. Is No. Um, there's... There's the box office game. Oh, I've heard about. It. Oh, yes. Which is actually based off of the box office game um, that was that's on blank check that they do at the end of every episode. Where you have the top five. Yeah, they give you a, a weekend, and you've got the top five, and you and, have to guess. Yeah, and so it's, it's. I played this once. I I love it. It's um, <laughs> it's it's no surprise. My best average scores are uh fall into the decades of the 80s and 90s yeah yeah <laughs> by far the, the 80s is my best decade um, um so that's that's not terribly surprising the um the one weekend i played the one day i played it was the weekend that a view to a kill came out oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i got that like at number two mm-hmm. and what had really surprised me and this tells you how how much things have changed in the movie industry is that it's 1985 and I think still on the top five was Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Yeah. Which things would stay around for like almost a year. Yeah. In the box office, in the top five. If it was a hit, like if you had your Ghostbusters or your, you know, your Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back or, or whatever, like those blockbusters, you know, uh, Back to the Future was on there for weeks on end. Yeah. Like, like Beverly Hills fucking cop had been out for like nearly a fucking year. Yeah. And it's still in the top five. And it's still in the top five. And I'm like, why am I not getting this right? Like, it's 1985. <laughs> like, there's, and I'm thinking like, there's no way it's Beverly Hills fucking cop. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, mm-hmm. it is. And you can see it coming, kind of coming back a little bit because... You do realize that, like, the whole summer, Top Gun has been yes. in the top five. That's it's it's a throwback almost for that, right? Because yeah. um, because the um, yeah, it's it's very it is very throwbacky because it's just chugged along to become one of the most successful movies. I mean, like Titanic was probably one of the examples of that more recently where it was just up there forever and it's made tons of money when you think about like the the biggest marvel movies they're still not up there for that long they make all of their money within the first couple of weekends yep. and then they they slowly disappear mm-hmm. i mean they'll they'll be they'll hang out in the top 10 for a while or something like that but they'll they'll not have that kind of rain at the top there just chugging away weekend after weekend and you realize like that's not going to happen like now that infinity war and endgame are Mm -hmm. done and they've made their money within like a month yeah that's never gonna like 
no Marvel movie is going to reach that. No, no, because they here's and here's why I don't want to get off on, on no, this I'm, tangent exactly. We 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 could probably do one of the bonus episodes on it, but we, we should do this for the bonus episode since neither of us read the essay. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, well there <laughs> there you go. There's a cliffhanger for you. If you want to know what we're talking, what we're going to continue to talk about, and what my theory on this is, which I'm sure everybody wants to hear, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/HootenWaddle and you can plunk down five bucks. And you get the the all, all, you know, whatever we're gonna put up this month in our back catalog of bonus episodes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, uh, but I do want to finish up the the game recommendation. So the box office game for sure. There's this other one called Framed, where you get six stills from a film to figure out what it is. I you showed me that, that one quite a, a bit. You showed me that one during one of our pregame shows. Um, there's one called Movietal. So it's you get. Um, it's similar, you know, similar number of chances to guess it, but you get a, a second, you know, a one second clip of that goes through the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, it'll just be rapid fire scenes. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So you can, you hope to like catch one of the actors in it or something in context. Like I, I, today's solution was Mrs. Doubtfire. I guessed it right on the first try. Can, as, can soon I, as, as soon as you see that makeup. Do you mind um, if I, uh, uh, how I do the. Well, I can't. Because I because I guessed it, you can't. Oh, see I can't it again. see the scenes again. Yeah. Okay. But if you, because um, I would recognize that one right away, probably just because I've watched it. It was so it was a times. really quick one. Yeah. I mean, that was the so the first the first attempt, you get a one second montage basically. The second time, it's a, it's a two second montage. So, you know, I, I'm enjoying that one. And I'm always trying to get that one on the first try. Uh, there's one called posterdle <laughs> where you you start it and it it's a very pixelated version of the poster <laughs> and then it like will zoom out zoom out zoom out until it becomes by the end of it it's it's the full poster you get 20 seconds to to guess what it is before it times out um, and then my new favorite is uh film in the gaps so every day <laughs> you start out with yesterday's movie and then you have to get to today's movie, which is at the bottom, and get it in the fewest moves. So it's May it's I? like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with... Cut me like Eric Kinnear, Suck on You, Matt Damon, Good Will Hunting, Mini Driver, Beyond the Lights. So was that the movie? Beyond the Lights was the... You had to get to Beyond the Lights from You've Got Mail. Okay. And so like the day before, I think, was you had to get to... I, I don't know, you had to get to something else from something else to you've got mail and you're trying to do it in as few moves as possible. Did so you, how long did it take you to get? So, well, this one, it took me, my solution was, um, Oh, come on. Give me the actual score. I did it in six steps. The shortest solution it says was four steps. Um, which apparently was Tom Hanks and you've got mail to Larry crown. Oh, with um, with uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Uh, she was in that, apparently, and also in Beyond the Lights. Yeah. Um, so that's that's apparently the smallest number of moves. It's actually three moves, not, not four. But, yeah, so... I didn't even realize Minnie Driver was in that movie, and Beyond the Lights, but then again, apparently she is. Uh, yeah, I so... Anyway, I need to watch that movie. And sometimes you can get around it by 
they include like the director or producers or something in there too. So you could choose one of them and then also get to. So you can get to their director. Okay. Um, So yeah, anyway, that's, that is, those, those, those are my recommendations. That's, that's my fun, like way to wake up during my morning constitutional, if you will. And (laughs) 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 see how I kept it classy there. (laughs) You did. You did. Congrats. All right. Anyway, that's that's the show, folks. I don't think I ever end things that way. Uh, but that that is what it is. We're we're done. That was the end of recommendations. Way in now, laugh. Uh, next next episode in a couple of weeks will be. Can you ever forgive me? The, I can't wait. I've been wanting to watch this movie for a long time. I believe I saw that in theaters. I'm pretty sure that I went to the theater to see that. And that's that was one where we, you know, if if you. Well, we'll talk about it next yeah. time. But that's that's the one where she originally was slated to direct it and then um, had to back out. And we'll talk about why on the next episode. I can't wait. HCU, baby. Until then, keep it mental. Platter peeps. Mental Platypus is a production of Hoot and Waddle, producing fine arts and culture podcasts and publishing works of experimental literature since 2016. To learn more about Hoot and Waddle, please visit hootandwaddle.com. To learn how you can help support and sustain Hoot and Waddle, please visit patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle.